0: Hey, Real Talk podcast listeners. You know, hospitals are bursting at the seams right now. Patients are waiting like a year and a half for surgeries. Doctors, nurses, paramedics are walking away from careers they once dreamed of having. Meantime, Ottawa is spending billions on a new dental care plan, but Canadians have a ton of questions. We get the straight goods from Alberta doctors and dentists starting right now.
1: This is a Relay Project. Real Talk starts right now. Here's Ryan Jesperson.
0: right before we get into today's show I need to ask have you registered yet for the Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic it's coming up on Saturday February 3rd out at Larry Alexiak Field in St. Albert it's going to be our return to that venue an absolutely fantastic one if you're watching on YouTube I'm showing you on my screen right now the highlights from last year's Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic and I'll post the link to this in the show notes so you can check out what we're talking about this isn't your average pond hockey tournament, friends. It's an absolute blast. 24 teams of four to six skaters all out there for a great cause. We have our charities of choice including uncles and aunts at large and kids sport. We want to remove financial barriers to kids playing sports and so that's why we're so proud to partner with them. It's a day of beers and burgers and bonfires and it's guaranteed to sell out so we want to make sure that you don't miss it. It's the Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic. Nobody does it better than our organizing committee. I mean, we have freaking Zambonis. It's going to (laughs) sell Out Johnny Infamous is going to be spinning the tunes there. I can't, can't wait! wait. It's, it's such a fun day. Oh,
2: it's always such a great day, and I'm guessing the weather isn't going to be too bad this <laughs> we're year. We're knocking on wood, man. considering what's going on. Wood. But the we ice will be fresh. The food trucks will be out. The, the beers city of will Saint be flowing. Albert does an
0: amazing job for us getting that ice surface ready to ice surface. Big thanks to them. Actually, huge yeah. thanks to yeah. them. This 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 project. You know, back in the day, the Pond Hockey Classic, we used to do it uh, on ponds as yeah. the name would suggest but you'd get sort of you know you'd get weather situations that weren't favorable either it was too warm in, yeah. the, in the city of St. Albert couldn't in good conscience send us out there on the ice or it would be so cold that the ice would be brittle and just nasty and it yeah. just wouldn't work out great now we flood a field we have our own custom venue yeah. and it's just an amazing amazing day so you go to ryanjesperson.com you click on the events link and then you go to Pond Hockey, or you can just go to ryanjesserson.com slash pond-hockey, and you'll find the the registration link there. It's in uh, partnership with the Canadian Progress Club. Uh, They've raised almost a million and a half dollars for their charities of choice over the years, and uh, we're really proud to partner with them. So that's the Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic, again, coming up on Saturday, February 3rd. Uh, Let's get right to it. We're talking uh, today about your health. We're talking about the health of the province of Alberta, our home province, and we're going to talk about the health of the system As well and in just a quick second we'll talk to the president of the Alberta Medical Association We're going to talk to an exec, VP with the Alberta Dental Association as well Today a big announcement by the feds, as you know, a new dental care plan Who's it for, who's it not for, who can go ahead and get rid of their insurance and, And who better not quite yet, we're going to get to all of these answers We'll talk about naturopaths today, we'll talk about nurse practitioners We'll talk about acute care Basically what I'm saying is that we're going to be talking about something of relevance to every single one of you, whether it's whether it's you or whether it's someone that you care about, today's issue will be relevant. And the issue is presented. This whole episode is presented by our friends at Business Career College. They know that this is the time of year where people are going to start thinking about what's next. That's the way that we're wired as human beings. We get ready to flip over the calendar to a new year to 2024. And a lot of people are gonna start thinking about new careers, maybe more rewarding careers, higher paying careers, but some of you are going, ah, but I don't have a university degree. We've got the solution for you. You can get started as an insurance professional with Business Career College. In Canada, insurance agents are making great salaries, uh, starting at, you know, 55, 60 grand a year, soon rising up to 90 or even six figures annually. And all you need to do is take an approved course and pass your licensing exam. Business Career College offers industry leading approved courses in life insurance, property and casualty insurance. Plus, their expert instructors are passionate about getting you started, helping you launch and right now there's a great opportunity for you because you heard about this on real talk you can save 15% off any insurance course at business career college with the code real talk that's all one word the promo code real talk get started today at businesscareercollege.com Dr. Paul Parks is the president of the Alberta Medical Association and when you're interviewing someone like Dr. Paul you're going to find him in a different part of the province in part because he's just wrapped up a province-wide tour he's going around he's talking to his colleagues he's getting a sense of not just what the issues are those are apparent and obvious to anybody that's working in healthcare. but how some issues are specifically impacting certain communities certain demographics he's the president of the ama and he joins us live on the show this morning welcome back it's nice to see your face
3: Ah, good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, you bet. So you've just wrapped up this province-wide tour. Did, did, did I sum up your mandate, or did I miss anything? How did it all go?
3: No, you, you you got it. We're going around. I mean, it was to engage with members. We were going into clinics, into hospitals, into uh, communities, and but basically also engage with any healthcare uh, stakeholders. So we're meeting with municipalities, with government, you, you name it. The big piece was to get the lay of the land and you know i think we had a sense it's, it's bad in a lot of places but trying to get 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 kind of an idea of the big high priority what are some of the key issues that resonate across the the province that we need to tackle and then how do we deal with some of the local issues
0: so do you return from a from a mission like this feeling encouraged and inspired <clears throat> or do you re- return feeling quite the opposite depressed and and overwhelmed uh,
3: i don't know i I don't know if this is, if I'm broadcast here now, if it's video or not, but I've noticed that I got a lot of gray in my beard. I don't think <laughs> I had any two two months ago, man. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a, it's tough because, uh, it, you know, I want to be hopeful. I think we, you know, you go around and you see the amazing work our teams are doing. I, I should give that shout out first. It's literally where we are... Uh, You know, unbelievable care that can be given if you get into the system uh, and the teams are working crazy hard and they're doing an amazing job. Uh, But I'll tell you that, uh, you know, it's challenging We're the system's really struggling and and there are a lot of major issues and and we got to really, really roll up our sleeves and work with the government. The the Minister of Health is getting and understanding the issues, but we got to get the premier to understand it and we just got to really get some immediate stabilization. It's tough out there. So I'm hopeful. And I'm optimistic we can make an impact. And I'm thankful for all the amazing work our our healthcare workers are doing. But it, it's a tough situation. Out how
0: there would now. you? I'm always curious to ask people. How would you describe your relationship with the province? Like I, uh, you met with the health minister. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, was it positive? You say we got to get the premier's attention. We got to get our issues on her radar. Do you feel like she's receptive to it? Is is it a good back and forth?
3: Well, yeah, I, I think I have a very good direct relationship with the minister, and I think we're. We've got some good proposals going that are, um, you know, that some really good su- suggestions around how are we going to stabilize family medicine, how are we going to do some immediate stabilization in the hospitals, uh, but some of that's going to take, you know, some creative solutions and some upfront investment and money, and that that's kind of why I think now it's critical that we get the entire government to understand too, and I, I know the minister will be communicating directly. and. And, and, you know, raising these, these uh, issues up high, too. But it's just that I, I don't think in 20 odd years, uh, well, no, I'm positive in 20 years and talking to my colleagues have been working uh, longer that it's not the, the system is really struggling and it's never been this bad. So we just really need to inject some immediate action.
0: We uh, had an interesting conversation yesterday. and We have through this week about the, the health minister and, and who she's been talking to. And I want to talk to you about nurse practitioners. We did a Real Talk roundtable on that. I know that family docs, and, and maybe not everyone feels the same, but generally speaking, there's some concerns about some of those changes. But let me ask you specifically about the health minister tweeting a photo of her meeting with the president of the, the Alberta College of Naturopaths. Uh, some people go, well, well, we're you know, don't worry about it. That's not something that we want to, you know, whatever people can use naturopaths other people are going this is this is preposterous this is totally ridiculous uh some people feel like that's not at all who the health minister should be talking to what's the position of Alberta's doctors what's the position of the AMA
3: yeah so you know to be very clear the position of the AMA and physicians are we're we're evidence-based we're scientists so you, you know where the evidence shows that this is you know that care can be helpful and impactful, and you can get actual meaning meaningful, you know, good outcomes with the energy and money that's being spent, then it, it follow the evidence. Absolutely. Have a balanced and evidence-based approach. I'll, I'll tell you, we're in a situation where I understand there's no question we should be all hands on deck, all healthcare providers that play a role that that is evidence based. We should be increasing that. We should get no, more nurses. We should get more nurse practitioners, more physician assistants. Uh, you know, there's roles for physiotherapy and chiropractors and respiratory therapists. And there's a, a there is definitely clear scopes of practice and clear areas where we know the evidence supports it. Uh, that's the position from the AMA and from physicians is is let's put our our efforts and our priorities into the evidence-based areas that we know will work and make an impact. And so I'll just tell you that the minister is meeting with ourselves as well. And I think she's willing to meet with anybody that might be able to help. But I, I keep kind of pushing strongly and advising saying, listen, you got thousands of family doctors, for example, that are struggling to have their their practices be viable, and and we've got solutions for you that will help them, let's put the focus there. Let, let's look where we know you'll get the biggest bang for your buck and the biggest impact for Albert.
0: Like in, in layperson's terms, is the concern that the government's getting distracted?
3: I Yeah, I worry that. I worry that, it, you know, one, one of the things I will say for sure is that every announcement of all of these other small little areas that may or may not help, takes away attention and time to talk about the big areas that we know are critical and truly on fire that we know we could fix, like primary care, like our acute care hospital systems now. I I mean, we should be spending all of our energy right up front on stabilizing the medical acute healthcare system and the primary care system that we know works and has worked for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, That's where our attention needs to be. And, And that's why I say, I think now, we need all hands on deck. We need the government. The minister is working with us, but we need the premier to get this. We need to say, let's do this. Let's make make something happen and, and stabilize things.
0: Okay, so let's establish what happens if nothing happens. In other words, what happens if we don't, fix this. What are we talking about? We had we had a conversation here on the show since you and I last spoke with a, with a Dr. Bradley Martin. Uh, he's a dedicated and remarkable family doc. He hasn't even hit his 40th birthday yet. Uh, in Hinton, uh, he was specifically drawn to rural health care. The guy is a salt-of-the-earth type person. He's the exact type of person you want working in health care. He's actually stepping away from his family practice. He'll still have clinical duties, but he's stepping away from his family practice for his own family's health, for his own mental health. People should listen to our interview with him. It's remarkable. That's that's one example where you might say that person's stress or experience is leading to that person leaving, but I suspect he might be the face of a whole lot of people.
3: Oh, absolutely. I'm hearing hundreds of those stories now, so I'm just going to be as blunt as I can be. If, if we don't get immediate action, we're, we, right now all of the things we're putting in front of the minister and, and trying to get in front of the premier is saying, listen, we need to sustain what we have right now. We need to stop the bleeding. let you know, anybody out there that's ever seen a TV show with a trauma, you know, the very first thing you have to do is stop the bleeding. We are have major arteries bleeding right now, Ryan. Like we need to stop the bleeding and stabilize our family medicine clinics, for example. So that example you you gave, I've gone across the province and hearing hundreds of them where they just literally can't maintain their practices and keep them viable because of an antiquated funding model and it would take some significant investment up front we've given a plan we've given ideas other provinces have done this bc's done it manitoba's done it uh nova scotia's done it they've prioritized and said listen we're going to stabilize what we've got uh stop the bleeding just get some stability and then create an environment where we can then recruit and get more people in but i'll tell you you know to circle back we're just going to get more and more albertans not have access to primary care and then on the acute care side we're going to have Uh, a situation where people will die if we don't improve and our access and and work on this right away uh, i'm not i'm not pulling my punches anymore we already know of really bad outcomes and more people will die that that's what's at stake so that's why I'm really kind of pushing as hard as I possibly can.
0: We're talking to Dr. Paul Parks, president of the Alberta Medical Association. By the way, Dr. Bradley Martin joined us on November 14th for anybody that's looking for that episode. On November 30th, uh, we hosted a Real Talk Roundtable and and, and the, the, uh, the thumbnail on YouTube, the title of the episode was Can Nurse Practitioners heal healthcare, and we had an interesting conversation with the president of Athabasca University with a, a nurse practitioner and an instructor there and then a recent graduate about some of the ways that they think that that NPs could ease some of the strains on the healthcare system including access to family docs the province seems wide open to the idea encouraging nurse practitioners to open their own clinics there has been some pushback obviously from family docs can you take us into your and the AMA's perspective on this, where you think they might be able to help, maybe why you have some of your concerns?
3: Uh, yeah. So just to be really clear, again, I'll, I'll echo all hands on deck. So nurse practitioners have an amazing uh, role, an integral role that can play in primary care. Um, so we want more nurse practitioners. We want them well-funded and we want them to be able to do their full scope of practice. But but again, you know, it's just say it plainly and, and we need our minister and the premier to say this too, they'll never replace family physicians uh and other jurisdictions have tried to do this where where they've tried to fully replace and have them work independently it's cost more it, utilization's gone up there's been lots of issues so why would we try that again but but absolutely bringing more of them in and integrating them into our practices that exist now and connecting them with family medicine specialists so that then in in a team that might see a thousand patients can now all of a sudden see 1,500 or 2,000 patients can get more Albertans access. 100% we support that. But I'll say it again, they will not replace family medicine specialists. It's very different training. Um, and, and, and the other part, I'm talking to nurse practitioners out there. I've met with them. There are not. There just simply are not hundreds and hundreds of nurse practitioners out, out there just sitting in the wings. You know, you're talking about your pond hockey. They're not on the bench just waiting to come out onto the ice here. They're working right now. They're doing care. They're doing amazing things in teams. Um, so getting more of them is awesome. But just creating this this plan that we're going to shuffle the deck chairs on the Titanic, that won't help Albertans. We need to be strategic in this. So... Long answer is I'm not against and the AMA is not against nurse practitioners in any way. And they'll play an integral role if they're integrated and connected and we have more of them. Uh, But again, the focus should be on the thousands of family physicians we we have that we know can do a full scope practice uh, and support them. Mm-hmm. And, and build the teams around that.
0: Had an interesting uh, conversation yesterday with the co-host of The Discourse. It's an Alberta politics podcast. You got Cheryl Oates. She was the uh, communications director for Premier Rachel Notley at the time. And then Erica Baroudi's uh, founding president of the UCP. And she was principal secretary for Premier Daniel Smith. So they've both been in premier's offices. They both know how it operates. But, you know, they're talking like politics and policy. You're talking, you know, pragmatism, frontline, in-practice type stuff. So I wanted to run something by you, Dr. Parks. This was Erica Baroudi's yesterday talking about in, in the general context of nurse practitioners, but the bigger picture trying to solve the, the family doctor shortage, trying to trying to make it easier for people to see a healthcare professional right away. And, and she mused about taking the dentistry model. In other words, like the hygienist sees you first and if necessary, the dentist sees you, but the dentist might not see you. Anyway, here's what Erica had to say.
1: I would love if we all started to look at it as the primary point of care. And I think that's what you're seeing the government's the government talking more about as opposed to just family doctors, now not discrediting the need to address family docs. But if you can also look at it as point of care, and we've seen that with nurse practitioners being able to run clinics from getting people in the doors and seeing a health expert that can support them i think the dentistry model is actually interesting that could be something that um physicians start to explore on having the doctor come in when needed like your dentist does and you deal with a dental assistant and a dental hygienist until that scope is is extended
0: so that was erica broody's what would you say to that it's a great analogy ryan let, let me
3: let me put that plane for you How many dental hygienists and assistants work completely independent in an office that's not connected to a dentist? If you had a serious toothache and really bad pain and swelling and infection, uh, would you be happy to go to a clinic that just had a hygienist that could just give uh, cleaning to your teeth? And not connect you to the dentist to take care of that abscess and and the severe pain you're having no that that's not the model that exists for dentistry they're connected they are integrated they work together hundred percent we have uh, already existing models where nurse practitioners will do all of the care for a patient in a clinic and 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 sometimes they don't even have to discuss that with the family physician because it's fully within their scope But when they run into something that's more serious, like chest pain, and is this the heart, or is this indigestion, or certain things, I'm just throwing examples out there, they can then hand that over to the physician, the expert, the specialist. So that's a great analogy Albertans have to understand. We're not saying, no, we don't want a whole bunch of dental hygienists and and dental assistants. We're actually saying we need way more of them for the dentist. Uh, you know, but but they need to be connected to the dentist. So just switch all those words to family physicians and primary care. And it's pretty clear what our position is. Uh,
0: Paul, uh, your your team does a great job, I, I think, on the information side. People can check out the website, albertadoctors.org. We'll link to it. Um, there, There's an interesting, on November 29th, uh, you released a post, a Stabilization on the Table, Three Things You Need to Do. And I find that a lot of times one of the, the roles that this show has the public knows that there's a problem. We know that there's problems in healthcare. We know that there's problems, you know, for example, with the Alberta energy regulator. Don't worry, I'm not going to drag you into that. We know there's <laughs> lots of problems with a lot of things. But then when you start talking about solutions, everybody's not crystal clear on what the solutions are. So you've kind of laid this out, saying to the province, like, here's at least three quick things that we could do right away that would really help can can we talk about that like just as a couple of people with a few thousand people listening uh you know just so people get a better idea of what we're talking about what the ask is really
3: yeah so i mean and then we're doing the same ask on on the acute care side too in hospitals but just for family physicians for example we we're just making it very clear right now that uh, the way that the funding model was before there were some changes pre-pandemic the government fighting was they made a bunch of cuts that just changed uh, comprehensive, complex care for family medicine, and so we need to actually invest some money to stabilize that back, so we can just keep our practices viable, so they can keep the lights on. So we told the government what that would look like, so they could just pay their rent, pay their staff, and keep their keep their offices running right now. So we don't lose more physicians like the one you mentioned earlier. Uh, so stabilization, then this move to an LFP model, which is it, it, it doesn't matter what we call it, but what it is, it's a funding model that goes away from fee-for-service, meaning all of the old-fashioned way of how we pay doctors forever is you you or I have to be sitting across the table from me, I have to see the whites of your eyes and you have to be in front of the doctor for every encounter. That's why it drives Albertans crazy that the docs are like, listen, if you got three problems, you gotta come for three visits because the doctor can only get paid for one thing at a time and you have to be in front of the doctor. We have given them a a model that other provinces have already adopted that switches so that you can actually just fund and pay around a panel and the complexity of the number of patients you have and the team that's built around you. So, I mean there's obviously complex details in there, but what we're saying is if we don't evolve how we pay family specialists and their and and how they do the care, all we're ever going to get is that episodic one real quick visit you got 5 minutes of their time, 10 minutes max and and then you got to keep coming back. That's not what Albertans want, and that's not what will make the practices viable. So we've given that solution. And here, I just want to say it again. BC's done it. Manitoba's done it. Nova Scotia's done it. Saskatchewan's looking at doing it. We do not have the Alberta advantage on family medicine now. We're way behind
0: Wow. Uh, you've got to chair a meeting, so we've got to let you go. So let me ask you this in closing. We're, we know that hospitals are strained and crunched. You and I will talk again about that. We know that we're entering respiratory virus season. I'm not trying to get you to pick a fight here, but but Sylvia and others like Karen, for example, on our live chat, we'll go with her comment. She goes, I want to know where the chief medical officer of health is, Dr. Marth- Mark Joffe." She says hospitals are overflowing with respiratory viruses. Nothing's being said about what we could do to help stop the spread like masking or getting vaccinated What's going on? Yeah, you know what?
3: I, I wanna say I know Dr. Jaffe and he's a good man and he's an expert in infectious diseases. We should be hearing more from him. No question in my mind. I'm, I'm on the front line. So I'm still working in emergency departments. I just came from ships yesterday. We are seeing unprecedented influenza. It's, un, it's, it's, it's one of the most severe influenza seasons we've had in a long time. And I think Alberta's vaccination rates on a proven vaccine that's been around for de- decades. For influenza is under twenty percent. I'm telling you, we're in a we're in a full on respiratory crisis. I would love to hear more from the chief medical officer of health. I would love for you to ask the minister and the premier why he's not out there really advocating for what we can do to make the system better. Because uh, we need more information and more transparency and more expert opinion out there for sure for sure
0: thanks for everything you're doing and, and thanks to your membership and everybody you represent uh health workers on the front lines alberta's doctors that's uh, dr paul park's president of the ama we'll talk to you again soon
3: yeah let's do this again for sure and let's talk on the acute care side because it's it's struggling too so i think people need to understand what we're dealing with it's a pretty tough times now
0: so A hundred percent. I'll tell you this uh, as the doctor has to go. I know he's chairing a meeting starting in three minutes. uh, We'll put, there's a post from December 11th uh, that they have at albertadoctors.org. And uh, we'll link to that specifically in the show notes on YouTube and on the podcast. You're looking for the one with the headline acute care. We are acting for you. uh, And you can uh, learn a little bit more about what their advocacy looks like. I mean, you know, they say we're calling for reduced emergency department and surgical wait times. We've got to improve patient flow and outcomes. The hospitals are bursting at the seems and this stuff isn't hyperbole like when you you hear him talking and he says if if we don't improve this people aren't going to see doctors if we don't improve on these things people are going to die this is the guy representing like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of doctors that know. I mean, this isn't one of these sorts of things. You know, we talked to Charles Adler on on Monday about alarmism or sensationalism. This isn't that. You know, uh, if you have somebody, this is our family's impacted by this personally right now, a family member of ours who has enormous mobility issues. Uh, She's requiring a major hip surgery and they're paying out of pocket. They're trying to get down to a jurisdiction, probably Mexico. We're going to pay out of pocket to get the work done because they've been quoted a wait time of 18 months to get the surgery that they need and then we start talking johnny about things like opioid addictions we start talking about how people are managing their pain and then we're telling people that need you know double knee replacements or hip replacements or whatever else and i'm just talking about one type of surgery i mean there's obviously dozens or hundreds um you're telling people that their wait times are going to be months or even a year a year and a half and what are people supposed to do Mm -hmm. i mean it's a system you know, that's pretty striking to hear him say, you know, something that we're all uh, a lot of people in Alberta, very proud of this Alberta advantage for him to say we do not have an Alberta advantage in healthcare That's a wake up call.
2: I can't see it getting any worse than it is now. It's it's you know, oh, my man. partner waited three months just to get a test done the other week. So, I mean, it's to see it get worse than that and to think that if you have a problem, you're going to have to wait six, seven, eight a year yeah. for something to I know what's going to happen. We both know what's going to happen. People are going to go down to the States. People are going to go down to, people are going to start this leaving and, and, and getting private health care wherever they can, which is, which is going to cost.
0: And and then again, people will say, well, it must be nice for people that are rich and they can afford this. A lot of people, they're not rich. They're they're dying for for a lot of people. (laughs) It's like they are, they are prioritizing this. They're whatever they're cashing in their RSPs. They're doing whatever they need to do. They're not taking that retirement vacation. They're not doing the things that they would have done. Because they need to be able to walk. Yeah, you know? And, uh, man, oh, man. Uh, interesting comment here from Sylvia. I wanted to note it. it. says, I want to know why there's no pushback from, from the AMA about the idea of naturopaths being recognized as part of the publicly funded system where there's no science ensuring that their treatments are safe. Mm-hmm. I know that the whole the, the whole field of naturopathy is very polarizing. A lot of people kind of swear by it and believe in it, and then you know, everybody kind of has like a friend that works there, so nobody wants to say anything. But generally speaking, within the, the science, like evidence-based medical community, there, there's not a lot of credence that's put into the field. No offense if you're a naturopath. I'm probably not the first person to tell you that you have your cynics, right? And so when people do see and there's there's you know it's understandable why why public opinion there was pushback when the health minister posted that photo meeting with this guy with the president of the college of naturopaths because people are going shouldn't we be dedicating all of our time and efforts to like figuring out exactly how we can stop the bleeding on the main stuff on the main stuff that everybody quote unquote, believes in the stuff where we're all on the same page. We all believe, or most of us anyway, (laughs) that family doctors are capable and competent and trained and evidence based. And Mm -hmm. that's where we should diverting our efforts.
2: We do know Uh, some naturopath. We know it's helpful. We know massage. We know acupuncture. We know detoxification can help. But, sure. But, but I wouldn't, we also I wouldn't even know give there's, naturopaths there's...
0: the benefit of massage. That's not, the, that's not their field. <laughs> well,
2: that's in the field.
0: that's well, in the field. the Massage therapists are different and there is evidence that naturopaths are, I mean, I have an ax to grind with naturopaths. You know, for example, there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a little boy that, that, you know, and I'm not putting, pinning this on naturopaths. I'm pinning it on his parents. Uh, his brutal parents that were tried on this and, and, and I don't even know if we want to bring this back up again but a little boy that died a, a horrific death of meningitis at 18 months old in southern Alberta because his parents believed that mm-hmm. a so-called prescription of hot well, the mustard, herbal medicine, hot mustard is, yeah. and horseradish was going to fix yeah. his, his meningitis when he was in desperate need of a visit to the ER or uh, the ICU so I mean I, you know and then people say well fuck you Jesperson you know you're, you're you're discounting and mocking you know something that's helped me with my thing listen Listen, if, if you have found something that helps you in your journey, that's great. And you don't need to worry about what my opinion of it is. But I get really nervous when someone says, um, you know, with my cancer care, I'm going to go talk to my naturopath because they have mm. this whole other way of approaching it. I, I just think like to me that that gives me the heebie-jeebies.
2: Yeah. Well, I think I think people in that state, they, they're desperate and, and sometimes they'll try anything. And sure. that's where sometimes the snake oil salesman. Uh, you know can seem evil And are kind of evil but I mean there's different varying degrees like you know eat more garlic Eat more vitamin C we know that's All good for you yeah. but you're right it's not Going to stop you know harsh things that are happening to your body that need serious medical attention, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Ken is quoting uh, Noam Chomsky in the live chat. Uh, Oh. You know, says, I know, like, (laughs) what a flex. Uh, Chomsky's still alive and kicking. I saw an interview he did the other, he's like 93 or something like that. still
2: so, like... He's so, uh, I don't know what the word
0: is. Like Cerebral? He, he's uh, just he's, there. He, he's on he's, it. He's man. like dialed in still yeah. at his age. So Ken says, quoting Chomsky, that's the standard technique of privatization. Defund, make sure things don't work, people get angry. And then you hand it over to private capital. Exactly, yeah. Uh, that from Ken. I appreciate the comment. Um, there are others of you, like I appreciate this this one here from Tara Lynn who says, and Johnny, I didn't you know what? I kind of I was rude. I kind of interrupted you and was like, don't drag massage into this. And, and I didn't mean to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, this is how we talk, but but Tara Lynn is right, and I think you are right to a certain degree, where she says a healthy relationship between natural health care and scientific medicine is important, yeah, but there needs to be accountability.
2: I just mean that some of that stuff can make you feel better, sure. which is to, sure. Which is a pathway to health, right? But it's got to be a collective thing where, like, you're also listening to certified experts and medical professionals. Right?
0: Totally. I think, we, yeah, we're on the same page there. Not that that matters, but I do think we are. Like, um, you know, um, yeah, man, this is great. You know, Dwayne says modern medical technology helps us live longer um he's you know he's talking about how you passed away at a young age back in the day modern medicine didn't exist and, and celebrating the advancements that have made you look at like life expectancy just a couple of hundred years ago a few hundred years ago I life was talk- expectancy was like 40
2: <laughs> i was talking about this was someone because we were talking about the mild winter but like winter used to be the number one cause of death back in the day like can you imagine like all the things we should be thankful now like indoor plumbing heating electricity on demand like do you know how hard Man, it was we, we in are winters? so soft To just survive and the stress it used to put on your body, that's the main reason we all used to die at 40.
0: Yeah. Justin here uh, says, I don't mind the idea of that sort of dentistry model for nurse practitioners. I thought it was interesting when Erica brought it up yesterday. He says, but I don't think I'd be as comfortable seeing a hygienist that isn't working with a dentist or being overseen by one. That's from Justin, interesting point. Uh, we are going to check in with the, the VP of the Alberta Dental Association in just a quick second. Before we do, and this is not an ad, this is not a commercial, this is not a paid uh, mention. This is just something that um, I personally have been proud to support through the years, and I know that many of you this time of year are looking for a way to, I mean, I mean, obviously in your own backyard, there's a lot of nonprofits that are very worthy of the donation dollars that you may have available or that you may make available this time of year, but I wanted to talk to you very quickly about the work of uh, Hope International Development Agency, and you can find them online at hope-international.com Hope International is working in uh, a bunch of different countries. I mean, over the years, uh, they've helped millions and millions of people, uh, literally, in some circumstances, simply survive. You can view their impact report on the work that they've been doing around the world, but get this, they've got more than 1.1 million people participating in dozens of initiatives 41 projects over 17 different countries in 2022 on food security and education and health and livelihood and clean water and the list goes on so why this time of year you ask well if you check out their website gifts.hope-international.com it'll be in the show notes You'll find a, a Christmas gift that you can give, and this is one that's uh, been really neat over the years. Uh, we've been proud to do this to friends and family members. They have a giving catalog Um, That really has the power and it gives you the power to help people lift themselves out of extreme poverty. So your giving means that hope, quite frankly, is going to be more than a Christmas wish for families. It can be uh, in the form of clean water or health support or improved food security, nutrition, education, livelihood training for women. There's amazing entrepreneurial initiatives Uh, So you sign up and you can support a gift. Uh, You can also sign up for monthly gifts, which is really neat. But you just follow the instructions. You click through there. You can gift someone like a chicken. You know what I mean? So you gift a family a chicken in a developing nation. And the money that you pay to provide that chicken, they'll also send a card, a Christmas card to somebody you care about. So I might say, for example, send a card to my mom. And it says, hey, mom, in lieu of a gift this year, we are gifting, or in your name, we are gifting a chicken to a family in Country X. And it's a really neat way to support people uh, that you will never meet, uh, but people that are in desperate need of a helping hand this holiday season. I happen to know that in this audience, this audience is comprised of thousands of people who understand empathy, who understand generosity, who understand paying it forward. And I just wanted to take a second on today's show to put that on your radar. So again, you can check out the show notes or just go directly to gifts.hope-international.com if you'd like to do more we'll check in with the vice president of the Alberta Dental Association a big announcement out of Ottawa like we're talking like 9 10 up to 12 billion dollars over the next number of years for dental coverage for Canadians uh, households earning less than 90,000 annually but there's a few things that Alberta's Dentists want you to know about and some questions that remain unanswered so we'll get to that in just a quick second these conversations are happening with the support of partners of ours like California Closets uh, they're of course known province wide Alberta and into Saskatchewan for custom closets and storage solutions for the entire home and here's the thing if you're looking uh, for that perfect gift For your spouse, maybe it's for your parents. I don't know. It could be any type of scenario. They've got everything. They don't need another set of, I don't know, cufflinks. The last thing they need is another chunky sweater. They sure could use somewhere to store those cufflinks, though. A place to put those sweaters away nice and neat. California Closets is a perfect gift for the holiday season. And you can request a free consultation today at californiaclosets.com. CA, we've done business with them. They've worked in our home and we've seen the results. The design is impeccable and it's an investment that pays off for years and years. We also want to give a big shout out to the family owned business that is Grand Dog Essentials Quality Raw Food. They've got a great deal for you going this December. If you go to granddog.ca you can see it on their website. You go under the shop now link and you can see all of these great supplements all the different products that they have at granddog.ca They've got a special through the month of December the December promo their chicken raw pet food blend. The 40 pound box is on sale for just 84 bucks. Now, one of the reasons why this is something we're really working to get the word out on is it's great for dogs and cats. Uh, It uses entire whole Alberta raised chicken sourced from human grade facilities which means that the nutritional content here is absolutely excellent and there's no limit to the amount of boxes that you can get with this deal. So if you want to fill your freezer with chicken raw pet food blend, you can do it by using the promo code December 2023 at check. Checkout at granddog.ca. That's December 2023. At checkout, the website is granddog.ca. This is a big story, and uh, Canadians have been waiting for details on a new dental care plan for a long time. Ever since, the federal NDP, led by Jagmeet Singh, made it very clear that if the Trudeau Liberals were going to have the NDP's support to be able to govern, basically, they were going to have to roll out meaningful funded dental care for Canadians. The announcement made on Monday, the CDCP, the Canadian Dental Care Plan, a $13 billion insurance program that will start covering some of the more basic dentistry costs next year for uninsured Canadians with a household income under Ninety thousand dollars. we want to get into this we want to make sure that everybody understands it as clearly as we need to and so we're grateful that the vp of the alberta dental association dr jenny dirksen has made time for us this morning doctor welcome to the show thanks for making time for us
4: thank you ryan thank you for having me
0: today of course this is this is a big announcement out of ottawa uh, for a lot of canadians that quite frankly when when money has been an issue dental care is one of the things that they've just had to forego. it just hasn't been something that they've been able to fund for themselves where was your head out when you heard the announcement on monday
4: yeah this is a historic investment and milestone for a lot of uh canadians out there i would say one-third of canadians who do not have private dental insurance that has a bit of difficult struggles to have a proper access to oral health Um, if this has been played and Designed very well, this could be a game changer for a lot of Canadians to improve their oral health.
0: So this is this is basically as we as we read earlier. Initially, it's going to be for uh, uninsured Canadians with a household income under ninety thousand dollars, and applications will first be open to eligible seniors aged eighty-seven. And older, So that's a very specific demographic. And then, of course, the ages will drop down and, and applications uh, will, will open up. They'll be phased in with a staggered approach. So I would imagine that this is the type of thing uh, you're going to be wanting tell, to tell people, don't cancel your existing dental insurance right now. What, what do people need to know? How should people be responding to this news?
4: Yeah, great question Ryan so basically there's a lot of uncertainty and unknown factors with this program so I wouldn't recommend to cancel your existing dental program we just don't know any too much of a detail in terms of what kind of services will be covered. Um, if there will be any uh, co anything like that so just hold, hold on to your uh, existing plans uh, see your regular dentist uh, to follow up with your dental concerns.
0: Is this, uh, is this something where people are going to be, do, I don't know if, if we know the details on this or not, are people going to be able to stay with their existing dentist or are there going to be specific mm-hmm. dentists that are funded by this? Do you know how that's going to go?
4: Yeah, that's one of the big concerns that we brought up to the federal health, because we do respect that every patient has the right to choose and see the dentist they want to see and receive treatment. So uh, we don't want this introduction of the new program to interfere with the existing relationship between the patients and dentists, as well as their existing uh, current dental programs.
0: So the first seniors we know, even that, that joined the program, won't be able to start making claims for dental visits until May. Um, and we'll get details, I think, on what exact coverage dates will look like and how they'll vary from from uh, different people. Uh, but but this, is a, this is a thing where, while well, the announcement is made, this often happens with government-funded programs, the announcement's been made, but for a lot of people, this isn't going to be a, re- a reality for quite some time.
4: Yeah, I would. I would agree with you. I mean, the the letter has sent out to the the senior folks uh, over the age of eighty seven, I believe, and then the program doesn't really start till um, May of twenty twenty four.
0: So, what, what for the average person is going? Well, what am I at the end of the day? What am I going to have to pay for dental care? I mean, there's there's some people that may not have seen a dentist for twenty years. Quite frankly, right. D- what yeah. would you tell these people that have that basic question?
4: So definitely this. We have some concerns with this uh, existing current issues where uh, financial is a big concern for people who are not able to receive, or who are not able to see a regular dentist. Um, And we are hoping, and we're hoping with uh, collaborating and discussing with the federal government in order to design this program so that it can be effectively and efficiently delivered to the people that would actually benefit from uh, receiving dental care. So unfortunately right now we, have a lot of unknowns so Ryan, and I don't really know what I would need to say to these patients what will be covered or what level of care will be received for this
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, sometimes it's just like we don't know yet. And and I guess Mm -hmm. we're waiting to know how have Alberta dentists been like consultations, obviously, so big in all of this. And and I do happen to know that your association had had put a framework together. I think it was called a proposed framework for the Canadian dental care plan, uh, which was dentists across Canada that worked on that and contributed to it. Are you satisfied with the level of of consultation? Like, did Alberta dentists have a say in, in, in how this was put together and rolled out?
4: Yeah, I mean, we we were informed about this plan about two years ago when um, wow. this was introduced to the public, and we've been reaching out to the federal health uh, just to kind of collaborate with the ideas of concerns that we had. I mean, dentists are the experts of delivering the services, and we, are, we know what system works, and we know what functions, what policies, and what programs that would be effectively delivered to our patients, so uh, we've been reaching out, we've been drafted that framework that you were talking about. Unfortunately, we weren't really at the table till basically the last moment. So I would say um, October, November was the moment we are actually able to sit down with uh, federal ministers and um, health uh, ministers to discuss about our concerns and hopefully um, that were able to hear us out a bit more as the program rolls out.
0: Are you what's this been like? For, how long have you been practicing, doctor?
4: So it's about over 10
0: years. 10 years. So you've got a yeah. good lay of the land. You've got a good sense of it. I've always been kind of surprised that dental care has not been funded or treated the same as, as a lot of other health care. There's, there's evidence Obviously, number one, that that dental care is important, obviously, for people's mouths. Uh, But also there's links to, like, dental care and heart disease. And there's links to all of the things that that maybe the average person doesn't spend too much time thinking about. As a professional and as a practitioner, are you surprised that it's taken this long for there to be any meaningful progress on publicly funded dental care?
4: It is unfortunate to, you know, get to know some cases where People are delaying procedures or delaying treatments because of the financial burden on their uh, shoulder. Um, However, dentists like to focus on educating and also focusing on preventative care. So we're hoping this will be a bit of first step to help with people who do not have a private dental care um, so they can see the regular dentist on a on a basis that they can bring up their concerns and then fix their issues. On a timely matter, so it doesn't become a bigger unnecessary uh, health damages. Because I mean, you're right, Brian. Because I mean, oral health is a part of the overall health.
0: Yeah, and, I, and and I happen to know that there's a lot of people. I mean, I, I'm just even thinking about in my own life. Uh, I'm even thinking about myself, Doc. And I and I would like just even think sometimes, and and I'm the worst. I mean, I haven't had my annual physical with my family doc for three years. My wife's grinding my gears on it, and she should be. She cares about me. My family doc left during COVID. He was one of those that left, and I've just kind of been like, I don't know, passively looking for another one. would have had a tough time doing it. Same with my dentist. All of a sudden, I'm getting these friendly calls from them. I'm realizing I haven't even been in for a cleaning for a couple years. It's like, what am I doing? I'm looking in the mirror right now. Why am I putting all this stuff on the back burner knowing that these are going to be on, you know, some of the professionals are going to be able to say to me, listen, you got an issue. We can see it here right now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the average person just, maybe we haven't prioritized our health as much as we need to. What do you think?
4: Well, definitely uh, a priority is a bit of a, a first step to understand and care about your oral health, but definitely um, we want to ensure that we want to focus on educating because oral health um, is as part of your overall health. And we want to make sure that, um, I mean, people uh, have a different needs, so we want to make sure this program has a, a certain purposes to help with people um, to achieve their optimal oral
0: health. Are you concerned about the impact that this might have on dentists? Like, I mean, I'm thinking like workload, uh, administrative yeah. duties. I mean, what what are the top concerns?
4: Yeah, like any other health sectors, we do as a denti- dentistry suffers from uh, staffing shortages. Uh, dentistry is a very team based uh, industry where we do need a front end staff, receptionist, assistant, hygienist, um, just all collaborating, working together. So uh, having this new program implemented without too much of details outline, it is a bit of a concern for us because we don't know how much of a workload or administration burden that will play in our uh, daily work
0: functions. Um, doctor, before I let you get, I mean, you're, you're at practice today. We should know you're, you're working. I appreciate you stepping out to talk to us. Is there anything that we haven't touched on uh, specifically relating to this announcement and, and this new dental care plan for Canadians? Is, is there something you want to make sure that people have on their radar as they're learning more about it?
4: Yeah, I think we should still uh patiently wait uh for the program to be unfolds. We need to understand what are the coverages for our patients, and we want to make sure that patients have that freedom to choose the dentist they they like to see. We also ensure that they are have they have easy enrollment registration process, uh reducing the minimum workload uh by reducing the amount of admission burden on our front end staff, because we do not want to have this mass amount of patients, but our providers are not able to provide the care because of the workload. So we want to have a good balance between the patients and the providers. We also want to respect the patients that already have existing uh, private dental coverages. So we want to make sure there's no disruptions and these people are able to receive dental care, optimal high quality dental care from Alberta dentists to improve their oral health.
0: All right. Good stuff. So so people, I guess a lot of people like when you say wait for more details and, and, and some people have to wait to apply. I mean, if you're you know, if you're 45, 50, 60 years old, you're going to be waiting longer than those that are 85, which is great. I say let our elders go to the front of the line. It's probably the way it should be. Um, but at the same time, people, some that means that some people are going to be waiting to book their dental care. Right. For a lot of people, they're probably going to wait to book their appointment.
4: I, I would strongly encourage if you have some dental concerns, seek care now because things can be prevented and things right. can um, be treated well. And because delaying the treatments uh, can only uh, create more complications uh, during the process. And like you were, we were discussing about oral health is a part of the overall health. So uh, having a, some kind of disease in your mouth can cause some other disease in our overall throughout the body so definitely have some urgent concerns or some questions issues please see your regular dentist and address that uh, before waiting for a plan that may not be uh, suitable for your individual need
0: yeah no that's a really good point doctor we appreciate you making yourself available today thanks for making time no problem thanks ryan yep you got it that's dr jenny dirksen uh she's vp for the alberta dental association I'm not sure why I all of a sudden started like confessing that I haven't had an annual physical As for you three were years and like it, haven't Ryan. had a dental checkup, but that's the truth.
2: As you were saying it, I'm the same way. Really? So I have a doc, the same way the same thing. My doc left during COVID. Yeah. Now I have a new doc who I have seen, but I really should go see him again. Uh, and then dentists as well. I think I did think I been like a year and a half ago. You're supposed to go like once a, a year. A couple times a year. Aren't oh, my you, gosh. My wife goes like two, three times a year. Like she that. loves the feeling well, of those clean teeth, It always feels great when right? it's done. It's amazing. You know, and, but and, I was and, uh, just reading up. You know, like 80% of people have gingivitis or will have it sometime in their life. 80% of the population, it, and that's in North America. So, I mean, almost everyone's going to get some form of gum disease at some time. And a lot of us just just put it off, just put it off, and that stuff can really start affecting the rest of your body.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had someone close to me in my life the other day call me to the carpet. They said, "How often do you floss?" And I was like, "Wow." I'm like, "I don't know." Like, you know, you know, you sort of like are trying to like blow <laughs> off the question. Well, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, how often? How often? Who knows how often? And she was like, "No, like, how often do you floss?" And I was like, "Not very often," but. <laughs> We know we should. We know we should.
2: I got the uh, I got the floss picks
0: now. Oh yeah, because they're the... easier. Okay. So they're like the little. The, the little green or Apparently, purple things? Yeah. You, yeah, I have some in my car. They're per- good. You're stuck in traffic. Apparently, your... they're
2: not as good as actually flossing, but they're quicker Better and easier. Better than nothing, I they're bet. They're quicker and easier for me before bed, right?
0: So here are uh, some of the services covered under the Canadian Dental Care Plans. So if you're wondering about this, like preventative services, like Johnny's just talking about, uh, this is uh, courtesy of the reporting of the CBC. Uh, the Canadian Dental Care Plan will include preventative services, scaling, cleaning, polishing, sealants, and fluoride. So that's kind of the standard stuff you'd expect. Diagnostic services, exams, and x-rays that's a big one a lot of times you go to the dentist and they'll go uh a doctor wants to get an x-ray yeah. and you go oh boy all you hear is ching 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 right yeah. but but obviously if you think you need one Mm -hmm. you need one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Restorative services fillings, crowns, and dentures which is going to be huge for some people. Uh, Endontic services, root canal treatments like you know somebody, I mean we talked about people that are delaying hip replacements, knee replacements. If you're waiting on major dental care you are in a world of hurt right now as well. You already know that. Really? Um, Complete partial removable dentures, prosthodontic services, periodontal services, deep scaling and the oral surgeries including extractions. Some of these services have Available in the fall of 24. Um, Others will not be covered under the plan. Other services like teeth whitening, implants, and mouth guards. So you'll still be on the hook. I want all
2: three of them. Johnny was hoping for a grill.
0: Kimberly if in the if chat. They're, if they're covering grills, can I get mine in 10 karat or 24 karat gold? Kimberly in
2: the chat says, goal for the day, going to floss my teeth.
0: Go for, hey, yeah. you know what? Because a lot of people all...
2: forget, and then you're like, I haven't in like two weeks. You Why know?
0: don't we all floss our teeth today? Why don't we all resolve to floss our teeth today?
2: Do you want to do it on the show right
0: well, now? Uh, no. no just there's no flattering or cool way to floss your teeth. Um, so, uh, by the way, on the, on the income side as well, because I know people are interested on this, if your household income is below seventy thousand annually, uh, you will not uh, be on the hook for any cost. If your income, uh, household income, is between seventy to eighty thousand, uh, you'll have sixty percent of your fees covered. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the copay jumps to sixty percent. Uh, in other words, the feds will Ottawa will cover forty percent of your tab if you're making between eighty and ninety thousand, and then if you're making over ninety thousand, then you know you're, you're not eligible at this point. Uh, but that's good to have the families. I mean, for sure. Um, and, and that's not to say like these days, let's be honest, nobody's rich families that are making 90,000 annually, uh, you know, that are paying today's housing costs today, no, grocery costs, but, fuel costs. But it you're you're making if you're at 90,000, you're at least in a very different scenario than families yeah. that are making 45.
2: And you probably have substantial health care somewhere you with your work or something your work, like that,
0: right? And that's another good point. I'm glad you brought that up. People are saying, don't, don't jump right now to cancel your mm-hmm. existing insurance no, no. until you get a sense of, you know, you know how that goes, right? You cancel your dental insurance the new plan hasn't kicked in and then you take a puck in the teeth at the ODR and then (laughs) the Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic. The Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic. Yeah, that's right. Everybody should wear cages at the Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic. Um, I want to get to a a letter in just a second that that um, a Real Talker sent us that just knocked me back yesterday. And um, it's it's a wonderful one that the the, uh, subject line life comes at you fast. Especially in dog years, from Jared. I'm going to read that in just a second. Um, it, it you're going to see once I start reading it why I thought you might want to hear it, Real Talkers. But before we do, we've got a message from some of our friends, including uh, those at Kubi Renewable Energy, that want to remind you if you are looking for work right now, if you're a skilled and experienced electrician, you've got your ticket, or maybe you're an apprentice just looking to start your career. Why not jump into the dynamic world of solar energy? The team at Kubi Renewable Energy isn't just building solar systems. They're cultivating the next generation of solar experts. They've got a fast-paced work environment powered by experienced professionals that love sharing their wisdom. They're keeners in the best way and they're expanding their family across edmonton calgary kamloops and heads up lethbridge they're looking for project managers electricians technologists professional engineers administrative professionals and a whole lot more so there's a ton of opportunity here you can enjoy the rewarding journey mentorship limitless snacks johnny and well-deserved office beers at the end of the day kubi is where expertise meets opportunity embrace the future of clean energy by checking out the careers link at kubienergy.ca If you're looking, and I'm giving you Christmas gift ideas right now, you've got that person in your life, your spouse, your parents, whoever it is. Maybe it's your next-door neighbor. I don't know. And they're looking to bring an outdoor space to life. It could be a small project like a fence replacement or a retaining wall, or it could be something major like a huge water project install, excavation. You're going to put in a new stone patio, whatever it is. What a cool gift to set up a meeting, a design consultation with the team at Eden Landscaping. They offer full project management from start to finish, and they're expert listeners. The way that they approach design, I've never seen anybody else do it. They can understand where your head's at. They take a look at your Pinterest boards and the things you've ripped out of magazines. And then they put in their personal touch. Have you thought about this? Have you considered this? The philosophy is that your exceptional landscape's got to be a thoughtful, flowing vision. You can start that conversation today with Eden Landscaping by checking out landscapeedmonton.ca.
2: Wow. Tracy says she's invested $16,000 in root canals in her mouth. So she's flossing every day. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're going to floss as soon as we get off. The show today.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I do have those, like, little thingamajiggies in my bag. Of course, so do I. I'm just (laughs) such an old-timer, man. I roll around, (laughs) and I have a little plastic baggie in my work bag that I come in with every day, and it's got some Tums, and it's got a couple of those flossy things. (laughs) A couple Advil. I know, I know. know. Maybe a Band-Aid, you know? So uh, we get a lot of um, emails about politics, and we get a lot of emails about things that happen in the news cycle. But every once in a while, we get an email uh, from somebody that's just about real life. And uh, we got this one from Jared on Tuesday. Uh, He says, uh, Jasper, I understand if you can't read this on air, as I know it will hit close to home. I said, yeah, right. I'm reading this Uh, from Jared. Uh, He says, I I think of the, you know, the reminders that I've gained over the past while, number of hours, he says. And I think that they're worth uh, thinking about and sharing and he says, and I know that you're going to be walking a similar road that I am eventually with your dogs, Moses and Monroe. We have Moses, who's 11 and a half. He's a boxer. Uh, Monroe is our beautiful black lab. Um, and he says, uh, I, I, he says I, I, I've finished crying enough to begin writing this message. This is from Jared, a real talker. He says, I lost uh, my second dog, my dog, Augie, uh, very suddenly and unexpectedly tonight. Uh, he's writing this at 1130 at night. Um, he says, Augie was eight and a half years old, a beautiful Roddy Shepherd mix. Uh, my first dog, Leeloo. And you're seeing them both. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you're seeing both of them. So that's Leeloo, the beautiful boxer. And then you've got Augie, uh, who is a Roddy Shepherd mix. He says, I our, we had to put down Leeloo, our boxer, in 2019. I've been down this road once before, but it's not any easier the second time around. He says, today was a normal Tuesday until it wasn't. Augie joined me as I walked my daughter to and from school with my two young boys. He was lively and animated. Uh, By the time my wife got home, he showed no interest, though, in his evening walk. And by the end of the supper, he was lethargic. He had pale gums and he was struggling to climb the stairs. Fearing the worst, my wife and I had a quick conversation. We explained what we thought might be happening to our kids. We let everybody say their goodbyes and I rushed them to the vet. And it was there that I learned that he had a six and a half centimeter tumor on his spleen that was bleeding internally. Uh, Surgical intervention and blood transfusion was possible, but the potential for the tumor having metastasized or metastasizing later led to a very bleak post-op picture. Uh, They said it could be a a four month uh, life after that. Suffice it to say that euthanasia uh, was the decision that my wife and I ultimately made for our dear Augie. I could very easily choose to be mad about any number of things. The sudden loss of a close companion who's been with me throughout my journey through fatherhood. The grief that my family and children are experiencing. Or (laughs) the giant bucket of money I spent on Augie's last dental cleaning last month. (laughs) So Augie's getting dental care even when we aren't. They got it. He says, but I'm choosing to instead focus on the lessons that Augie is teaching me tonight. He says, number one. Life comes at you fast, especially in dog years. You never know what's around the next bend. Give those you love a hug. Tell them you love them. Spend time with them. Foster those relationships. I was blessed to have the time and the space to make sure that everybody could say goodbye to Augie and to have spent regular time with him, our daily walks. But this can play out differently with people that we care about, the sudden death of a sibling or a friend, a parent, or a grandparent. Number two, he says, grief and shit happens. You can't insulate yourself from it, nor can you insulate your kids. Uh, What I do know is I can show them how to grieve healthily. It's okay for dad to cry. It's okay for Jespo to cry reading dad's email. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to learn how to pick up the pieces and move on while honoring their memory and the memory of what you've lost. One day, your kids will face grief again. We all will. A lost job, a health diagnosis, the loss of a loved one, and they'll need to know how to grieve. So my planned weekly grocery shopping trip is out the window. I'm staying home with my kids tomorrow morning and I will play and love and grieve and laugh and cry. And number three, seasons are an immutable truth. You are young, then middle-aged, then old, and then you die. Life is short, but there are adventures around every corner and tons of mischief to be had chase rabbits through the fields, rip apart chew toys, take long naps, bark at planes in the sky while you can. I'm heading into a new season now, writes Jared, without any pets and with three young children in tow. Camping, long road trips, and all kinds of wonderful adventures will now be easier with Augie gone. Augie was a phenomenal dog and saved my ass from getting jumped by a pack of coyotes during covid but he wanted to chase rabbits and people on bikes and coyotes, which didn't make him the best vacation companion. He says, I'll miss having a third set of eyes around to help watch my kids. I'll miss my daily exercise partner who never failed to hold me accountable, but I'll be forever grateful for the memories and the lessons that Augie continues to give me. He says, keep it real, Jespo. That from Jared. Ooh. I love it. Yeah. I love, I'm so sad and sorry for Jared's family that they lost Augie and Lilu before. But how amazing, the night of his passing, mm-hmm. to think of his fellow Real Talkers, to think of the general public and the lessons he's learning, yeah. and to choose to share those lessons with us.
2: The innocent pets are always the hardest. We've got a pet going in today. She's a 14-year-old cat, and that's kind of getting up there around, you know, the end of their lifespan Mm -hmm. and and she's getting a test today that'll tell us you know whether her kidneys are in good shape because usually kidney failure is like one of the main causes of cats passing away and it's just so hard because now we turn around and our lives are like okay this could be her last christmas we've got to change our lives we've got to make everything about her but like we really should be doing that (laughs) i mean i know we can't every day but like for a cat for a dog a day is like a week yeah you know
0: yeah it's a day so true. is a
2: week that's why every second every pet every hour to them is so important so um thinking mm. about supria today as well i saw her tweet yeah uh just something that really i got it right here if you want to see it
0: yeah johnny why don't you put that up i appreciate that it was it was uh, a noop day uh just the other day Her 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 husband may he rest in peace would have turned 41
2: yeah but just another reason to like As our email was saying, you know, live every day to its fullest because we are going through our seasons. But for his 40th, she says, we talked about going to Hawaii with our kid, but he wanted to wait until the scans were clean. Of course, you know, he passed away from cancer. Today would have been his 41st. This is from December 11th. And I'm spreading his ashes off the coast of Oahu. Don't wait. Take that trip. Life is too fucking short. And I read that the other morning and started crying and just thought, you know, sometimes you get caught up in work and life. And like I said, with the cat today, and then all of a sudden you forget and and you go hard and think I got to put a hundred percent into life again when really we, we should be trying to do that at least a little bit every day. Right. So,
0: yeah. Um, it's resonating with a lot of people in the chat. I knew that it would, uh, Lauren says, what a great email. Our, our pets teach us such great lessons. Um, Alberta girl says poppies are a great way to grieve. Um, totally. If the time is right, definitely. Um, You know, uh, others of you are just saying, you know, Leslie says, that was so lovely. Uh, Take care, Jared and family says, wait, you know, we are to face the same situation with our elderly dog, and we're enjoying every moment with her. Um whoo, this is landing heavy with me. Yeah, Moses is. You know, we're just we're so grateful that we have Moses with us this Christmas. He's we, strong. We didn't, we didn't think we were going it. to, but he's. he's uh, if you follow us on Instagram, in particular, if you follow my wife Carrie Skelton, you've seen Moses's journey. Yeah. And um, and we thought that that Moses was was going to be leaving us a couple of months ago, but he has refused. He's the most stubborn dog you'll ever meet in your life. Um, <laughs> Carrie Carrie has always said that Moses is the dog version of me, uh, and and that's kind of true. And uh, and uh, so we every single second that we have with them, he needed to go outside today at 3 45 in the morning and i was up Like, you let's go it. because yeah. i'm going to wake up for 3 weeks and months and years from now and there will be no moses there and i would give anything to get up and put on my coat and go outside with him you know
2: my partner's a big believer in that too when i come home and i don't say hello to the pets yeah. she's on <laughs> me she's like "Take." One minute, take two minutes, look them in the eye, say hello to them, pick them up, hug them. Like, don't run into the shower. Don't get into your comfy clothes. Don't watch TV. Like spend a few moments because they've been waiting all day for this five minutes with you when you get home. Right. It's
0: so true. It's so true. Um, I love this. Tara Lynn says I send my adult children a, a, a heart emoji every single night on their phones. And sometimes they roll their eyes at me. But my friend suddenly lost her child this fall and I vowed to never stop making sure that they know that I love them every damn day. That from Tara Lynn. I absolutely love that. Um, I, you know, I like this from Kimberly who says, I think of Sapria often. Tony's wondering if, if Supriya and I will get back to doing our seriously podcast. Um, the, the honest answer, Tony is we don't know. Um, I hope so. But uh, Sapria right now is just where she needs to be with her daughter. And she knows uh, we all love her. You know, she knows we love her and we check in with her often. And And I sure hope that we can do it again uh, down the line. But of course we're not putting any pressure on her at all. Um, yeah this is everybody's talking about their pets here this morning I love it so this is just a great perspective check and I'm just so grateful that that Jared uh, shared that with us. Also, wanted to just say a quick thank you to Donna and Tony uh, in our super chat this morning. Notice both of you kicking into our coffee fund, Ken. And, and Ken as well. Oh, I missed that. The, the chat's been booming lately, so it goes fast. It's like a stock ticker in front of me. But so Ken and, and Donna and Tony, we just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, you know that we're doing this independently, and, and and you know the ways that you support us. Uh, many of you support us on Patreon. You can support us in the super chat, um, and and a lot of you support us just by supporting our sponsors and letting them know that that's why you're supporting them, that's huge for us, and we're so grateful. Uh, that includes the family owned business. It's been around since 1955, if you can believe it. That's Friesen Brothers in 16 different Alberta communities, and if you go to their website, Friesen.com right now, that's F R E S O N.com. you'll see all of the holiday stuff that they've got on offer, including uh, Granny's holiday cake, Granny's Christmas cake. Uh, if you're into Christmas cakes, this one's going to blow your mind. Like, the recipe on it is absolutely fantastic. Granny Loveson's Bergenland Christmas cake. It's one of the add-ons that you can uh, tack on to customize your Ukrainian-inspired Christmas dinner box. It comes with all the staples, so you're going to get of course the stuffing and the turkey and the pierogies and everything else prepared by their Red Seal chefs, but then you can add on a whole bunch of other wonderful stuff. You can order it online, or you can just head into your local Friesen Brothers for pickup. The best part about it, of course, you're available to socialize with your family and friends while the meal is all Already, ready to go. You heat it up in the oven and, and that's it.
2: And be sure, you know, you can lie and say you made it. Who cares? Yeah, just say I've been slaving over it all day, guys. Here that it was is. one
0: of the things when Carrie and I first started dating. I went, we went back in the day and like picked up a couple of, of, of items and presented them on a plate. <laughs> and this is when I knew I was gonna love her. She's like, Who made this? And I was like, What do you mean? And I was gonna like lie to her face. I just decided to obfuscate and I was like, What do you mean? She's like you didn't make this. Freezing Freezing don't know, you don't know how to make French <laughs> onion soup. <laughs> you can go to cateringbyfreezen.com to order your Ukrainian-inspired Christmas dinner box. And we want to give a big shout-out to our friends at Complete Care Restoration. You know, this is the time of year where a lot of people are going to be gathering with friends and family at home. And the reality is that a lot of Albertans right now are not yet back in their homes because of the toll that this wildfire season took. You know, the team at Complete Care Restoration is out there. I mean, they're out there still. December, January, February, they're rebuilding entire communities across the province of Alberta. It's what they're known for, and it's what they do better than anybody else. If disaster ever strikes in your neck of the woods, we want you to think of Complete Care Restoration first. Fire, flood damage, mold, asbestos removal, construction, renovation projects. They do it all. They're team of talented professionals. We've seen them in action firsthand. You won't find anybody better in the business. You'll find them online at completecarerestoration.ca. Coming up on tomorrow's Real Talk, we're bringing back our friends from Alberta Municipalities. Of course, you know, we want to get a sense of where things are at this time of year politically at the most immediate level uh, municipal politics affects us all every single day so we'll have the new president of alberta municipalities mayor tyler gandham joining us with two others and johnny i forgot to tell you privately so i'll tell you now on the show it's going to be ugly christmas sweater day tomorrow on real talk so i'm ready see what you can do pal me too we can't wait we'll see you then
1: Real Talk is hosted by Ryan Jesperson, Executive Producer Josh Dunford, Technical Producer John Hicks, General Manager Katie Cook Chivers, Account Coordinator Lawrence Durlego, Human Resources Lena Shepherd, Website Design Mike Johnston, VoiceOver by me, Carrie Skelton. Real Talk's editorial board is Sapria Duvetti, Ahmed Ali, Brandy Morin, Anne Castleman, Corey Hogan, Harman Candola, Catherine O'Neill, and Chris Henderson.